I have a very exciting announcement. I booked my first live show at Caroline's on Broadway in New York City on April 16th. I'm so excited I peed my pants. And I have a special code for listeners of the podcast. Use the code BERNBURN to get tickets for 50% off. I'll have the link of the live show in the description of the episode. And you can go to hannahburner.com. I'm so excited. April 16th. I'll see you there. Today, I have the hysterical... Emma Wellman. She's the host of two podcasts, Secret Keepers Club with Carly Aquilino, Inside the Closet with Matteo Lane, and she has a Netflix special out, which is kind of a big deal, and she was also named Top 10 Funniest Women in New York City by Time Out New York, and I wholeheartedly agree. Thank you. That was pretty good, right? I appreciate it. Nailed I it. that. Thank you. I Very smooth. That. Very smooth. <laughs> I told you, I want to give credit where credit is due. Thank you. Um, I also want to explain how we met, because I believe the universe wanted us to meet. Totally. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, synchronized things. Because I had heard about you a while before. But what was your nickname on Taylor's show? We both co-host the, sh- uh, the morning the show. I was the Millennial Monster for Millennial a while. Monster, right. So I didn't know that you were the Millennial Monster. So I heard you were hosting on Taylor Strecker. Firstly, I went to see my ex-boyfriend at a comedy club, and you were up. And I was like, this girl's hysterical. Thank you. It was, Appreciate that. You killed it thank at the Comedy you. Cellar that night. Awesome. I, yeah, thank you. Because it's so, when you do a bunch of shows, like there can be some shows are awesome, some shows are okay, some shows you're like working out material. So when someone's like, I saw you at a show, based on how you did that night, really sets the tone for how they see you. Yes. And it's an interesting like social, like, And that fucking it's sucks because it's like, here's five minutes, I'm going to pour my life to you, and you can decide if you like me for the rest of your life. Right. For like a long, because there was someone that I saw, the first time I saw him, he killed and I started talking to people about him. And they'd be like, oh, uh, really? And it took me seeing him. They're like, he's very polarizing. And I saw him like walk, walk a bunch of people before, uh-huh. which is hard to do in New York. But because he killed the first time I saw him, I was like, it, it was like a glitch in the matrix. Are you good at first impressions? I am if I'm meeting someone's family or friends and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. think I'm, I think I'd hope so. Yeah. And we just met some people. Else. I think you did pretty well. You didn't come off like creepy or anything. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> if I was, I think first impressions are, I mean, it's, I, I think it's, I put a high premium on being polite and making mm-hmm. people feel included. I think yes. that's very, very important. Also, let's be honest. You have a little fame. You could be foo-foo. <laughs> you could be. I'd be. She, she didn't have to come on this podcast. Oh, what's foo-foo even mean? I actually don't know. After oh, yeah. I said it, I you're was like, I don't, I don't know if that's a word. But you but know what I meant. Because you're because you're like the millennial expert, you can like do that and think and people are going to... And it's cool. Yeah, people are going to think it's a thing. said foo-foo once, so now I say foo-foo. <laughs> I'm going to leave here saying, I'm going to be like, oh, Twinkle Duggle. And I'm be like, what? And I'm like, oh, you know what that means? It's about getting snacks. And I'm like, who have you been spending time with? A big Scottle D, you don't know me. So when I watched you, I actually was like, I'd love to be friends with a person like that. Thank you. So I just, that's called manifestation, people. Listen totally. to it. Manifestation, you say, I would like that. Not in a sexual way. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Oh, I didn't. I wouldn't have even thought that. I just go there because yeah. I'm inappropriate. That's why I'm a monster. <laughs> number number two, you're on the Taylor Strecker show. Yeah. Number three, Jesse Jollis, who was on this episode three, no episode two, she said, we need Emma in a Betches video. Hell yeah. And I was like, Emma Wilman, I saw her at the Comedy Cellar and she's on Taylor Strecker show. So the universe. Totally. If, if that's not a sign, I don't know what a sign is. I completely agree. I think that's a sign. And Jesse and I know each other from way back because... We met doing a video, and then we recorded some uh, underwear videos together. I love comedian stories <sighs> of how they know each other. They're like, Boy. hey, remember that shithole we did where there was, like, a magician, and then we had to do two minutes, and we bombed? Like, yeah, it. friends for life. Yeah, we did a – there was an a underwear company, a period-proof underwear, and I had done oh. a video with them, and then they wanted help creating another video, and then I brought Jesse in, and we made some period videos. I love period content. Do you? I think we need more period jokes out there. I think periods are actually really – they really – I, I feel like an outsider talking about them sometimes because it's but like they bring people together because no matter like what your background is, if you know, a lot of times you can have a period. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I felt like I didn't want to say because I got in trouble one time because I said a lot. You of mean wo- some people are women, it's, but some women don't get periods. Yes, you, it's and they true. St- you know what I mean? It's true. Yeah, it's funny how that's right. True. Well, I it, someone had to tell me that, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah of course, of course. Once they of said, it. right? Because yes. I was like, we're good. We're yeah, we're good. We're, we're good. down. We're in hell right now. Totally. We get away with some stuff. And sometimes someone will have to with the stuff like this. That stuff where it's like if someone says something that's not right, and you correct them, and then they're like down to listen to the critique, and then they change it. Then great. That's how. Like, Isn't that the most beautiful moment of life? I totally agree because there was a festival I was supposed to do. The guy said something ignorant. 
And then all these people pulled out of the festival and he got fired. But the guy also apologized. He, he said something mm-hmm. that was transphobic. He, but he made a joke. He, this, there was a person in a dress and he said, dude, like try harder. Called the woman a dude. He went to like a meeting for like trans support. Mm-hmm. He like did all this stuff. He like educated himself. He wrote this really beautiful apology and people wouldn't forgive him. Oh, that frustrates me because me too. I was like, we learn what tried. we learn for, through education. Mm-hmm. So you have to educate. Yeah. That's why it's good to speak up when someone says something or does something that makes you feel uncomfortable, even though it's difficult because I hate confrontation. Totally. I completely agree. Back to periods. Yes. I have one question I've always wanted to ask like an, a lesbian. Anything. What do you call it when you synchronize with your partner? <sighs> a shitty weekend. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it sucks because <laughs> not oh, a good day. I couldn't even imagine day. a better answer. Because the thing is, is like... But do you feel like spiritually connected? No. Okay. I'm trying to make it romanticized and you're like, no. No, man. Because I get, I always have like an existential crisis around my period. Usually like a week before I get like really hungry. I get really depressed. I'm an emotional PMSer in terms of, yeah, philosophical. I'll like lie in my bed and I'll be like, I have, I don't get mad at people. I just go, I have no purpose. I'm lost. My friends, they say they love me, but what is love? I do that and I get irritated at myself. So you don't get irritated at people? I do. I, I try to come off like I don't. I do get irritated people, but when I'm alone, I'm sad. Me too. I get so sad. And it's gotten better. Like, as I've gotten, like, le- now I'm more aware of it. So I'm like, okay, you're about to be in your period. Don't trust your thoughts. Don't trust your yes, thoughts. Don't trust your thoughts. Don't trust them. And people them. don't talk about that side. They're always just like, oh, women are angry psychos. No. It's like, no, I'm alone, crying, questioning why I'm living. Everything. My body hurts. Like, it's not like. Oh, when your boobs hurt when you walk. It's it like, I can't walk. It sucks. Plus, like, you're afraid you're going to get, like, blood everywhere. Like, I'm not an organized person. I bled places that it feels weird. Literally 75% of my underwear has a period state so in it. So much I said blood. It. I said it. And, uh, ooh, is that? it's a period. Go suck yeah. a dick. I have trouble dating men who've never had sisters because they're so Oh, they different. get more gross out about periods. Well, men who have sisters, it's like... They some, get it. They get it. Right. I throw tampons at my brother just to make him like... And so he just <laughs> You laughs. train him? I, yeah. I, you have to train him. You right. have to desensitize them, them. Oh, God. But guys who don't have sisters are like, this is what they talk about in right. those movies. Right. Is it going to be a murder scene? It's like, bro, I create life and this is a side... Absolutely. You know, just a little side effect. Do you, are you open, like, I'm very comfortable with having sex with someone while they're on their period, but Mm -hmm. I notice a lot of times women will be like, no, I, like, feel gross, and they don't want to do it. That's weird. I get horny around my period. I get really turned on right before my period. Okay. And I always, like. So you're, like, crying but turned on. It's the worst combination of everything. I'm just, like, so emotional. (laughs) Sad. That's a cry after sex moment. I never But you don't go down on girls when they have their period. I absolutely would. No problem. My pleasure. Yep. Oh my god. And, Why am I turned on right now? And also the big thing for me is if a girl's down for me doing that, like I make a big deal about how much I like it to make them feel more comfortable with their period. Yeah, you have to you yeah. have you can't especially with the whole going down thing. I'm gonna be honest. I actually am weird with guys going down on me. A lot of people are it's totally. like guys will like will be hooking up and immediately they're like, I'm gonna go down on you and I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hmm. That's like that's intimate it's for me. It's so personal. It's so intimate. I actually really, I feel that way too about with someone going down on me. Like I feel very like, and like also. First date, I don't like, I don't want it. Good for you. Because I'm thinking like, I'm just thinking what he could be thinking. And yep. I don't, I don't know. I get, I need emotional before I get that kind of physical. And I also think too, if you're used to being someone that's like kind of like a giving person and you're thinking about how someone else is doing, then when someone's going down and you're like. Oh, like it's like almost you feel more comfortable doing something for them. Because I'm a people pleaser. Totally. I completely relate and to that. sex is so much less intimate. I know my vagina feels good. Right. <laughs> like it's like it's we're fine. We're good. I need an I like an emotional. I like to I need to at least be able to trick my brain into feeling like there's a future with the person for me to want to have sex with them. Or, <gasps> or that sounds like fucked up it's is it you can trick your brain to imagine well Well, i know what you mean in the moment you're like this guy is my prince charming right we're gonna run off together and then afterwards you're like his breath kind of smelled i'm not into it totally blinks too much (laughs) because it but i've been with people where it's like we've dated and then we stopped i realized being like oh there's no future with this person but then i'll still be able to like have sex with them yeah but something feels missing i love that i like sex when there's like hope 
of opportunity for more there. Everything in life is better with hope. Everything in life is better with hope. Sex with no hope, like that, especially now that, like, I'm 32. Sex with no hope. I'd rather go to sleep. Sucks. Sex with no hope. Your job with no hope. Sucks. Sucks. Wake up in the morning with no hope. That's so true. Hope is the one thing you don't have when you're depressed. Yeah, and and you know what? Also, hope is, it's like not, that's a really key with it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. You can be in a shitty situation. Like, say you're like, working like you're literally cleaning up you're like a garbage garbage disposal but you're like i have hope about my script i'm writing mm-hmm. you are probably happier than someone that's got like a huge paying job but has no hope because then you have percent. and i'm kind of scared because i haven't gone there in my career yet but like when you start getting what your goals are and then they don't make you happy yeah then you totally. have this kind of like moment where you're like wait i've been doing this wrong all along totally Totally. Do you have an experience with that? I feel like once I get something, then I right away I'm like, well, it's so weird. Like, well, you're driven. It's part of being driven is you get yeah. something and you want more. Right. But you have to let yourself all. I, the key is just like in the journey. The key is like not my podcast charting, me sitting here with you right now. Right. And, and having fun it. with it. Totally. Because it, once you chart, that's literally 0.5 seconds of enjoyment. And then you're right. like, who am I booking next? Totally. So it's like you can't like live off of that 0.5 seconds. Yes, and you can only control what you can control, which is a motherfucker to remember, but it's so true. You can only be like, I can just control, trying to make a good product, trying to do the best thing. I can control what I, like, eat, kind of, although I say I can control what I eat, but I've been sleep eating, and then I feel like I can't control what, what I eat. What the fuck is sleep eating? I, it been, it's been, like, a big problem. It's like I'm half awake, and then I go eat something. Wait, you're I half know. awake, and your first instinct is to go in the kitchen and, like, yeah what isn't that crazy how many calories are you consuming i don't know and i'm so upset about it because i've been doing this this diet for my skin only to the kitchen (laughs) it's only to the kitchen i love your sleep alter ego who's like i just need to eat my feelings and i'll be good and i'm a monster too because the other (laughs) night i went into the bathroom and there was i had eaten cashews which i don't even know where i got them from highly caloric highly caloric but good protein good protein but i don't even know where they were in my apartment and they were the ones with uh they had some kind of seasoning all over them i ate the seasoning and i took the empty seasoning and i dumped it in the sink like a fucking animal do you live with anyone no thank you God, but I used when I had a roommate. Oh, she would my be roommates like, would get so mad when I ate their food. They, but I would like mm-hmm. it because I'd be like, "Sorry, I sleep eat." Oh, would you say you sleep eat? If I say I sleep eat, they won't get as mad at me. They people usually get more concerned because I. But my roommate would start being like, "You gotta get it under control," because I would like leave things out. But I bring food into my bed, and I usually don't do it if I'm alone. But like the other night, I brought um, potatoes into the bed. And I am in a relationship. My girlfriend was like, why is there some <laughs> potatoes near the bed? And I was like, ah. Wait, this is so, I've lived 27 years on this earth. I've you have met anyone that does it? I've never heard of sleep eating. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wait, did I make you feel No, bad? not I'm at sorry. all. I thought, I thought it was more common, but I don't think it is. I don't think it's common. Damn um, it. I think you, yeah, I don't know. You should talk to someone about that, but. And it is true you can control what you can control, but yeah, that was the Dude, example so of eating is it, tough when I eat. Does that give you anxiety that you feel like you can't control what happens at night? Yes, because also I'm like... control over eating is like obviously the one of the biggest pain points for women. Seriously, and also one, I'm half asleep, I'm not enjoying it. You look great, by the way. Thank You're very you. Fit, very fit. But I also have been doing this thing for my skin, so then I hadn't been eating like certain like seasonings and spices. I felt like a dump truck the next day. Plus... I ate um, four tofutti tooties, and I got ice cream all over the place. Is that the tofu ice cream? Yeah. You are sick. I know. You're the monster here. Think about the combo of that. The, that with um, uh, curry uh, cashews. Oh, you know but what? It's weird. I'm not going to lie. It could be nice. The spicy sweet could be good. I don't Yeah, I'm not going to judge you. I was you. asleep. This is what you have to do. You have to go to one of those S&M sites and get those chains. I was thinking about that, trying to tie myself to the bed. It'll be hot, and it'll be functional. Someone actually suggested that they said take a scarf and tie it around your foot, and t- so then you'll. It'll, and I was like, no, no, no. But now I have to do something. I think that would work. Yeah, because I'm all about like listen to what your body needs, and it sounds right. like that's like an emotional thing that's happening. It, and I was like, does it happen when I'm more stressed out? I did notice like the other night I went to bed and I was pretty hungry, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'll just like make sure I like I can't wait to eat breakfast in the morning. I love that. So that's a trigger going to bed hungry. Yeah, you can't go to bed hungry. You can't go to bed hungry. So that's but part of that's it. that's part of a lot of diets. They're like, stop at 6 p.m. Right. And then you wake up and you know that skinny <gasps> wake up? i starving. Oh, skinny wake up? Oh, and you wake up and your stomach's like super flat. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is nice. And then nice. you have that like nice. one bite of something and you're bloated totally. like a pregnant that is lady. Nice. Waking up bloated though sucks. Waking up bloated ruins your whole day. It ruins the whole day. The last two days were ruined. And then it's like, a, it's like yeah, tofutti tooties isn't that bad. But it's bad when you're asleep. I love you when know? you say patootie tooties. 
What are they called? Tafuti, I don't know the fuck Tafuti cuties. We we oh. spoke. You're dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. So Tafuti. So, so sometimes you fuck up words. Yeah. How does that affect you having a job that involves you talking all here's, the time? Here's where it affects. Here's where it affects that. Great question. It affects it mostly in me feeling self-conscious about memorizing lines for a script. But I am 100% positive that the, the actual effect is me just being worried about it. Yeah. So I don't, like when I was in... It just gives you a little more anxiety. anxiety. Do you think it makes you study a little bit more and it, it makes might. you more prepared? And also sometimes I just have to get out of my head and be like, like that's not even like a dyslexic thing. Like having a trouble with memory isn't even a dyslexic thing. I'm just like, <laughs> I love oh when you're like, I'm a bitch. It's because I'm dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it... It, I like with I never even tried to learn a language in high school because I was like oh, I'm dyslexic I can't so with memorizing lines I was like I'm dyslexic I don't think I can do it and then uh-huh. but then I can it's not even a part of being dyslexic with you are so I'm not good sure. on Crazy Ex Girlfriend by the oh, way thanks I love it and they also didn't make you change anything about yourself no they didn't I I'm I noticed myself- that because you have like a pretty unique look yeah that you think they'd be like oh this isn't within this character they were so sensitive to that they'd be like do you feel comfortable in this. And Aww. yeah, I'd always, they, they were like very like nice to me, but the character is more laid back than I am. The character's supposed to be like super like laid back. And then the person I date is supposed to be high strong. I, I feel like I'm laid back, but also very. Who are you compared neurotic. to the girl you play during stand up? Who am I compared to? Like, what is your real personality versus oh, stand up Emma? Man. Wow. I think that the stand up one is, well, first of all. I feel like the stand-up one is actually more organized because it's like I put a lot of thought into what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that it's like compounded. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say the stand-up one is more like exaggerated and reactionary, but I actually don't think it is. I think I'm just as exaggerated and reactionary in real life. I think you are. But yeah, you're, but yeah you're more organized with your reactions. Totally. You're not like, <laughs> you're just Absolutely. like, and that made me feel like this. Exactly. Like it's like you've, it's, pre, it's pre-scripted. That's when people are like, oh, that was good. At, not the throw stand up under the bus sometimes but it's like yeah i would hope the fuck if everyone practiced saying the same 15 minutes for two years for 15 minutes you can come across good you know what i mean we were actually talking about something interesting before that i want to talk about please um this girl just walked up to you recognizing you from the cellar yeah and she was like i got called out for not like laughing or smiling enough and she actually, was in the front seat. she was in the front seat, and, and you her, had an interesting response to her and and i actually i didn't notice her but i remember people talking about her it, but the sellers- so this girl was just it's funny because comedians after dating a comedian they talk so much about the audience mm-hmm. and as a former audience member and current f- audience member i had no idea they gave a shit about us that's so interesting I, like, as an audience member i'm like we got paid they're performing we paid they're performing and uh let's have a good show if i'm right sometimes i'm in a giggly mood sometimes i'm not right. i didn't realize how much of a intimate like back and forth relationship it yeah is. And the audience i think the audience is like everything but I admire there are different comedians of different levels. It seems to me where like uh, some comedians and it is actually the best in the long run where they'll be like they just go to work on their material and then the audience is there, but they're not putting the audience first. And that's actually better for the comedian because then they're more likely to do new stuff. But That's so difficult to be in that mindset. Oh, my God, like, I can't do I'm it. I'm just going to do whatever I want and don't care what these people think. Are you kidding I've me? I've never once I've done that where I'm like, oh, I'll go to this like stupid like shitty school like in the middle of the day like a college show and i'll be like i'll just use it to work on material the second i get there i'm like <laughs> no nope. shucking and jiving because you're looking at yeah. these kids faces and you're like i want them to love me right i want them to think i'm iconic totally you also said something interesting you said the relationship well the girl sitting in the front you don't realize like she plays a huge role like that's big huge. responsibility sitting in the front which i feel for her because that's so much goddamn pressure but oh, it's, it's exhausting it must be emotionally exhausting d- to have to give 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 to these comedians do you think she was thinking that like do you think because i know well, she that. clearly wasn't because she right. was just sitting there and she was a little bit like mousy quiet right and she wasn't giving them what they want they were freaking out and comedians are obsessive people so and they're just crazy over this one girl in a room of hundreds, hundreds. yeah like 250 uh, whatever what? it is yeah and it's it's packed in there so you see see everybody's face which is that they really is crazy you think the relationship is sexual which blew my mind never heard that okay so i totally i really 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 this is how i compare it to you never want the audience to feel self-conscious or uncomfortable in any way and a lot of comedians will just turn and be like hey this guy not smiling looks like a serial killer what's up and everyone laughs and it's kind of like right that goes against what you're saying. It goes against it. You can maybe do that once, but mm-hmm. then you don't want someone thinking, oh, it's going to turn on me because 
you need the people that's why it's best when comedy's in like a dimly lit room because you don't want people like looking around like oh if i laugh and they don't laugh what does this mean you want them and you want the audience to feel comfortable no matter like if someone if people don't laugh you want them to just feel comfortable also laughing out loud means you're comfortable totally. if you're not comfortable you're not gonna yes. go, you're not gonna give that good beautiful hearty laugh which gets comedians you know erect totally <laughs> It's true. It's really true. And Steve Martin one time said he was like, you have to let the person kind of decide where to laugh because then if you, if people don't laugh and you start being like, oh, you guys didn't like that one. Also, the audience isn't normally thinking of it that you're telling jokes. They're yeah. thinking you're just coming up and sharing. And make and make them feel like they're in control. It's like totally. dating a man. Make him think it's his decision. Right. Absolutely. They want to feel like they're in control, but also a lot with like women, it's like they want to feel like they're in control, but also that they're not in control. Like in That's some ways. That's why it's like sex. It's, it's like so sex. funny because I would think about it because I'm pretty like aggressive, dominating person. But in the bedroom, they'd be like, oh, that means you want to be submissive. or oh, And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I like that's them interesting. Both. I like them, like sometimes I like to be in control and sometimes I don't. But I'm right. not like big on one or the other it's more like i want to feel free totally and it depends on the dynamic with the person but you're right there's like that disrespect that i could see myself calling someone out calling him a serial killer and then rounding right back and be like this guy we're friends i like you totally and then you've made nice and it's comfortable or if it's saying to someone oh you're not laughing then then you're on thin ice because when i equated it when we were outside it's like if someone is fixating on like someone not being able to come then the person's never going to come like you just have to make them feel so comfortable that that's a you know, genius metaphor because and then you have to be like i'm good like i'm having fun like i love like if it's a, someone that has a hard time getting off then they start thinking about it more and more and it's like no no you shouldn't oh be thinking right now i'm like so in my head right now because after i after dating a comedian i've seen so many shows and how many I, shows do you think you've seen oh, hundreds a shit ton yeah i actually i loved seeing his shows and he wouldn't let me right he never because you me. care what your girlfriend thinks i know and i was like i love everything you do i love all your jokes but he was very particular with where he invited me um but the ones i saw like it made it worth it because he didn't give it to me all the time right it was like you're ready to see me and i just love seeing how everyone reacted i joked that i defined like all the different laughers there's the one who's like just watching tv the one who's yep. talking back at you the one who's silent laughing the one who like is just like talking with their friend the whole fucking time yeah um but because I would, I would, I would get nervous because he would perform, and afterwards, I literally would have no idea what he's gonna say because the kid kills. Oh my god, he's hysterical. The, he's like, amazing. He kills. He kills. Yeah. And so every time I'd just be like, "It's a toss up," and he'd right. walk out, and he'd either be like, "Yeah, that was good," or he'd punch a wall. I really want my girlfriend to watch this because that's so true. Like even at, and I real I saw that she got it after Colbert when this time when I taped it the most recently afterwards I came back in and, and she was like I thought that went great but I have no idea how you're gonna feel and I was like ah, I felt this and I felt that like also when you no like way someone to tell. you listen to them with rose colored glasses right or you watch them with rose colored glasses and so everything you did I was like oh my god so funny totally because if an audience is really good but then I'm not performing well I'm like that sucked yeah but then if I'm performing or if it's like but say, audiences could be good for like a high energy comedian right. and then not you um, but then I started getting in my head because after I realized this pattern, I would sit there and I would just, as an audience member, now I'm in my head about sure. what I'm doing as an audience member because oh, I'm so aware of what the comedian is thinking. Mm. I just was in it too much that I like would be bored and stuck in my own thoughts. Right. Totally. So now I'm like, oh God, they're not laughing. <laughs> then right. it's like stressful. I, Come like, on, guys. I had to take it like a year break from stand up after we broke up. I could I totally just, see like, that. I got invited. Betches did a comedy show and, the, and I was like, it was two months after the breakup and I was like, I'm so <laughs> triggered right now. And the more jokes they do, I was like, I don't want to be here. And I love comedy. It's like when someone listens to like a breakup song or something like that. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> My dad jokes because I dated a jazz comedian. And then like, I was like, I can't listen to jazz. And then I dated a guy who, I dated the comedian. I'm like, I can't listen to stand up. And he's like, what, you did a doctor? I can't go to the doctor? Right, what are you going to do? What are <laughs> you going to do? It's true. Like, the trigger afterward is real. And when you first break up, everything reminds you yeah especially you're living in new york and then working in media and entertainment then you see that stuff around it's even funny like even your phone reminds you of them like where the fuck are you supposed to look right what are you gonna do are you dating anybody now i am actually as of last week 100 percent single oh as of last week (laughs) i was like seeing a guy on and off forever and i felt like it was i was on a hamster wheel yeah and i was like i don't think you're the one so i need to make space if i want to meet someone new amen Totally. And it's really hard because he's like... And it can be comforting. He came to my podcast launch party. Uh, and he like talked to my parents. Bonded. And I didn't Ooh. think he was going to come. And he did a beeline for them. 
And it's like food. If you put it in front of me, I'm going to eat it. And he yeah. was like 6'6". Six, six, <laughs> and I was like a little drunk. And he went to the bathroom. And I like went down to the bathroom. And we started making out. And Andy made a beeline for your parents. That means he likes you. Oh, the kid, he does like so me. So he wanted to be in a relationship. But it took him too long to realize how much he liked me mm. to the point that he lost me. Did it make you also then question his judgment? Because you're like, if it's like, what, what's taking so long for you to realize you like me? We're together. Oh, I'm being a great girlfriend. What's the fucking problem? I'm still kind of dealing with this shit yeah. right now. But he messaged me and he was like, you know that one date we went on? That's when I realized I was falling for you. And I was like, that was eight months in, motherfucker. Right. I liked you like first month. Yeah. And then it turned me off. And I realized you're still a little boy. You need to learn. And if I feel like I keep having to be the girl that teaches these guys to grow up. I hear people say that a lot. So Shir Zamata had a joke like that. She's like, sometimes I feel like I'm training my boyfriend for the next girlfriend or I something like, like that. So yeah. many guys are like, you taught me so much about myself. And I'm like, thanks. Shit. You, like you owe me thousands of dollars right. in therapy. Totally. Like thousands I want a commission on that for I you really and your next person. Commission. Maybe you could do a class or something. Yeah, maybe. It just sucks because I recently heard that my ex is like seeing someone new. And I'm but like, you don't know what's going to happen. When you think that you're exiting someone new, you picture them like doing all the things they didn't do with you. You're nah, so nah, nah. Right. They could be. You immediately are like, you envision the most incredible relationship and you're like, they have what we didn't have and I totally. up. But re in reality, it could be the girl just like by herself, like, what the fuck is up with this guy or I feel so alone. I love talking about relationship stuff with you. What's I your love current, relationship I stuff. know. What's your current relationship status? Because last time I was talking to you, you were dating the art therapist yeah now we're in a relationship oh I'm yeah. happy for you she's really nice uh i've never dated a therapist before she's really nice so she's got like good boundaries she met my mom she's you, nice to my mom do you feel that that's always a plus key I, when they're mean to your mom that doesn't always go well i like my mom's very new englandy so she's not like super warm up front yeah but i had girlfriends be like oh your mom makes me uncomfortable but they wouldn't like put in any effort with her my mom just wants someone that asks her a question that goes eight million miles you oh, know what i mean yeah, I like when moms aren't immediately like in love with you. Me I want to earn that love. And my mom's met a lot of fucking people at this point. Okay, you, you know have what to I brag. mean? You don't have to brag. <laughs> not necessarily in a good way. She's met a lot. Not, they're not all uh, angels. Yeah, you know. I'm but. A, I'm a cat person though. I like to earn shit. Mm -hmm. I don't want a dog just coming up to me, licking me like a little slut. Yep. I want that cat to hate me. Totally. And then I break it down. And do once, you lose interest then once you get once you break in? No, because oh. I worked so hard mm. that it was worth it. I don't know if this is equivalent to guys. That's a whole nother issue. I wonder. But I feel like even with friendships, like, you know, those people that I love when you click immediately, but like they didn't just say, oh, my God, I love you so much. Totally. And you're like, you don't know, you don't know you me. You don't even know me. 100%. Of, same with guys. Totally. When guys are like, oh, you're so hot. I want to get to know you. Right. And you're like, like eh. I don't trust you. I don't trust yep. you. I don't like that because I know you do that to a lot of people. Totally. And you're about to break my heart and then yep. I have to go therapy again. Right. I can't order any more therapy. <laughs> they also, when they do that, if someone likes you right away, then they might not like you right away. That's why if I meet someone after, I don't like meeting people after shows because say it's a really good show, then I'm like, okay, if you like me because of that show, <laughs> at least sometime this month, it's not going to be a good show. And I don't want to. What wanna... if someone comes up to you after a bad show and likes you? That's the way to approach a comedian. If you oh go up to a comedian God. after a bad show, here's here's what not to say. And don't then you say put this, their, You put their scared little head on, yeah. your, on your chest and totally. you just say, it's going to be okay. Say You can say, saying it's going to be okay is the thing to say. Don't say... It Do not funny. say, I thought you were good. No, yeah. Because if you say, say that. that, then they're going to be like, and everyone Ew. else didn't fuck you. So Post comedians after their set, that shit. <laughs> I'm, the therapist pointed this out. She was like, so let me get this straight. If the if it's a good show, the audience is, if, the, if it's a good show, the comedian's like, oh, it's a really good audience. Or if it's a bad show, you guys are like, I sucked. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, so you're setting it up so you guys are never happy with it because you don't get any credit ever I and i was like i love that you're dating a therapist mind i was blown. like mind blown <laughs> <laughs> no you're like let me be angry That's, and she's always she always be like are you looking forward to your show tonight i'm like no it's not how it is that you don't look forward do you feel analyzed forward. by her not any more or less than any normal like i feel so like maybe you're analyzed are, but with a little logic behind it totally because i feel like people women are always kind of like analyzing a little yes, bit yes. so now there's more checks and balances it's so funny ever, i have to deal with guys who like this guy i was seeing admitted to me i asked him i said do guys think about sex every eight seconds <laughs> and he goes no sometimes i go a full hour with nothing going on in my brain <laughs> oh. and i thought that was so funny and that makes complete sense that makes complete sense and women are the exact opposite totally we are fucking planning that shit right. like a chess game before i even text you the first text i know how right. i'm gonna lay this shit out and totally. manipulate the fuck out of you totally and you've got like all their potential like responses like down packs and mm -hmm. then they're like oh and you're like mm. <laughs> 
on oh yeah men are so easy like post something cute on instagram you're like three two one sup babe got him really god men are very visual creatures oh that's so interesting men are the symbol is uh, i'm sorry i'm not like in a good mood with men right now right and i love to stereotype is he gonna try to keep reaching out the guy so he sent me a poem oh which i told him i wouldn't read uh, so i'm not gonna a poem? read he's probably gonna listen to this and get mad at me god damn it but it's, i mean writing it's a really poem good. is it's a good it was, poem? A, it was a great poem oh that's incredible but he's then. very emotional in the morning he's like i didn't think you liked my poem enough and i'm like okay this come on but if he wrote you a poem he really likes you i think he's obsessed with getting me back right i know then that's a thing he, and then it's yeah, like a, yeah it's like right, men right. also love games totally they, and I get he that. loves that he had me and lost he hates that he lost me yeah really he's acting like we're gonna get back together right, and i was like ah, relax i got a little drunk and i was happy right and he's so tall is that good or bad i love it oh really oh oh but then you got to think, my girlfriend's way taller than me, but I don't care about that stuff at You're all. You're cute. You're petite. I didn't I'm realize how petite you are. I'm only five, three and like two inches. You're adorable. Thanks. Put you in my pocket. I wish I was a little bit taller though. That'd be nice. Yeah. You know? I feel, I, I'm five seven. That's a great height. It's a great height because I can fuck guys who are like six five mm-hmm. and it's not weird. See, you totally. fucking a person who's six five. I don't even know how it would happen. I don't know how it would happen. I like either. to think about that sometimes. Like my friend's five feet. I'm and like, how would you fuck a six six dude? Oh, if it's like, but then the guy, I that'd be easy because the guy could pick her up or she could just like like bend her up like a little. True, pretzel. but I think it's like it has to be a little fetishy because like you're right. so little. And then getting fetishized can be tricky too because some people are like they're fetishizing me in a way that I'm not into, so then it doesn't work. Oh, it's so mental. Sex is so so mental. Up. That's what how I started to really understand like uh, trans stuff. Actually, mm. a speaker came to our school. It was a woman, and she was like, she was like, you know, she, uh, I was I would be with men that were attracted to me when I still had my penis, and I was repulsed by my penis. So then I wouldn't be attracted to them being attracted to me for that. So I had to get a vagina, and I was like, whoa, whoa. that makes so but much sense. But it goes sense. back to the overall idea of if you don't love yourself, you can't. Right. Yeah, because then you're like, yeah, you're like, why are you into this? And like, you feel like weird about the person. I love talking about that because people don't talk about the emotion. People are just like, so are they gay or who are they having right. sex now? And it's so complicated, but it needs to be talked about because people are figuring it out. People are figuring it out. I've been, wa- I had been watching gay guy porn recently. Is that what you were into? No, I don't know what happened. Like I used to watch it sometimes, but then I started watching. Why it did more. you watch it at all? I don't know. It seems like I don't know. I, the worst of all the world. It's crazy. <laughs> You're just like I need to see dicks right now. It was interesting. I think it's because like they were like both like so into it. Like in the porn, gay men get so it's aggressive, into it. and they do have like a femininity too. Some of them do. That? Like the little ones, I like watching the little ones. Oh. It's so weird though, because I, I, I don't know, am man. a narcissist. No, I, I don't think I'm a narcissist, but I. I'm, oh wait, you're not a narcissist. I'm not a narcissist. You're not. No, I'm definitely not. I'm a sensitive. Yeah, I'm sensitive, but I date narcissists. I know about narcissists now because of the therapist. No, I like to joke, call myself a narcissist because it's something that hurt me in the past, and I'm actually. Where someone sensitive. thought you were one? No, it's it's. I like you know like when something is painful. Now I just use that word in jokes. Totally. So. I'm not narcissist. I'm actually very sensitive, and narcissists connect to sensitive people because they know that they can manipulate you. Yes, because I, I dated someone who I felt was a narcissist, and I kept having this conversation where I would be like, "You, she would, she would, she would lie a lot, and she just wouldn't." I, I, I when I finally figured out that that's what it was, I would try to talk about it, and there's no point in talking about it because they're not going to get no, it. No, and they don't see you, and they don't see you. Yeah, they don't see you, and then you start to feel broken. Are they happier like because they don't have the same self awareness? That is a great question because, yeah, they don't see the world how we see it. They just see it through their eyes. And I'm always worried, like, oh, did I say this? It hurt that person. This, And then they don't have that. Or the person that I was involved with. Well, they're not like complete sociopaths. Maybe yours was, Mm. um, which is always fun. Right. Always fun. You never know what's going to (laughs) happen. That's how true crime starts. Totally. Um, Oh, yeah. I was saying that back to porn. (laughs) I think I'm just like. I was going to joke that I'm a narcissist because I like watching girls masturbate. Oh, my God. So many straight women do. Because I, I feel like it's me. I'm watching right. me. So it's so funny. So many. St- I don't watch girl on girl. I like watching one girl. I know other. I've talked to other women that say that. Too. Okay. That makes me feel less weird because I was like. But I, that's, that's just so what I like to watch. Oh, it's almost like. Do you uh, know how you watch wow. your Instagram ever or Facebook through like your crush's eyes? 
Um, only if the crush, if only it's only been the case where if the person's like doesn't seem interested, and then I'm like trying to like get them. I've had like interested. a crush will like follow me, and then I look through my Instagram again, like how he would look at it. Right. Totally. So it's kind of like I'm watching it, like how like a guy might watch me get off right, and right. it turns me on i don't know i haven't thought about it in depth but just what i do and i haven't thought about it but i can't believe i just said that on air it's so interesting though, message me if any other straight girls do this. yeah please do because i know it, it actually it does make sense but it's it's so when the other person told me that i thought it was like i didn't know if that was like a fluke but i've heard a ton of straight women say they watch to women, women on women porn. Yeah a lot of girls that do. i've heard a but lot it of, makes sense that it would i be think a, sex in general can you watching it is so different than the actual experience. Totally. And I wonder if there's so many people out there who like watch girl on girl and they're like, does this mean I'm gay? Right. Totally. But then like if a girl hit on you, you wouldn't feel emotional. Right. Or is that I'm watching gay guy porn. Like I like yeah, it. Yeah, the fact you watch gay guys. Isn't that weird? It blows my mind almost as much as your sleep eating. Yeah. Well, the sleep You're eating, just full of surprises. I got to get the sleep eating under control because it's like, it's fucking up. My, it's fucking me up. So speaking of fucking you up. Mm-hmm. I want to know what gives you anxiety day to day. You have a TV show. You got Netflix out. You're a really successful comedian in New York who's accomplished what she wanted to accomplish. What works at you? I would actually say I probably only accomplished like 4% of what I would hopefully accomplish. What else is there? Because I think that it's not what you get. It's like what you turn it into. Love it. So I used to always feel, thank you. I used to always feel like, you know, it's all about mobilizing people and creating a community and becoming a draw and then like leveraging that to like create other things that so are So you want to get your community like a little more cultish and big. I want to get um I want to be able to and I never think of it like when someone says like if someone's like oh that person's a fan, I'm like actually I don't think of it like that. I think of it more like uh my employer. So those aren't people that are like those like that that group consciousness is actually what employs me. So yeah. that's the shift. Well, of- now that I started this podcast and people are messaging me, I'm like, of course I want to respond to them back. Absolutely. Because they're my, my you friends who are paying yep. me. Right. And you, if you take the time to listen and be receptive to what I'm saying, chances are I would feel like some connection with and you as well. And I've gotten so much great feedback that the, the reason I'm doing this is so people can listen to me. So when totally. someone's like, hey, I listened and liked it, I'm like, holy fuck, you made my day. People are like, you must get these messages. I'm like, no, you made my day. Yep, totally. And then it's like the when you value people's attention, you're like, thank you. There's like a lot of shit. Like there's so many good TV shows out there. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, you could have been watching The Sinners and then you were watching... Sinners is good. Sinners is good. Sinners is good. But it's, it's different, different mood. Different, I'm different in a different mood. mood. Different mood. But different back, mood. What's, what is your anxiety day to day? You know, I think in the past year and a half, I've become a much healthier person where I like try to like be like less extreme and take things like be just a little more balanced. Because it was, I was always, I was too stressed out. And I was never enjoying anything. And it was like, my skin was a mess. Mm-hmm. Like I was always your just skin feeling does like good. shit. My skin's really cleared up since I've been trying to be healthier. And then, and like I stopped drinking. I used to drink a lot because it would just be like, just, it was just everything would just like roll into each other. I didn't have any like work life balance. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. Your skin. It's tough. I've talked about this. Food is part of your health and drink is part of your health. But a lot of it is like the ultimate anxiety. Like your body doesn't yeah. like the anxiety. It's the anxiety from food and that it's and not like the actual ingredient. I think a lot yeah. of it's like emotional. Totally. And it's like manifests in your gut. Ooh, the gut. The gut. Oh, when I have, like, when we're bloated, a lot of it's because you're holding shit in and you're, yep. like, not coping with stuff. Totally. 100%. So I'm trying to be good tr- about that. So what are your triggers that give you that anxiety? So the, whoa, oh, man. I guess I'm, like, scared to say. I always get, re- I'll get really scared of failure, not doing the right thing. Um, also, with, like, entertainment stuff, it's, like, putting so much into something and then wanting to see you know what actually I get anxiety about? I'll fixate if I I should have more anxiety about the creative process. Mm-hmm. I get anxiety about that, but day-to-day anxiety, uh, something that I could control a lot is like I'm pretty disorganized, so I, that gives me a lot of anxiety. So many comedians are disorganized. I'm like, disorganized. Like some comedians don't even know how to use their fucking email. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, how do you get booked for anything? That I've got down. Pr- like with, if it's work stuff, even I have a disorganized, organized way of like dealing with yeah. it. Yeah. Or this was this was something giving me a huge amount of anxiety. I was working with somebody that I didn't see the added value in what they were doing and I had to pay them. And I wasn't uh. just I wasn't having that conversation. I wasn't advocating for myself and I wasn't letting them go. And that gave me so much anxiety. And then like two days ago, I said for the second time, I was like, this isn't working out and I want to go our separate directions. 
And then once we did, I felt so much better. Oh, a monkey off your back. A monkey off my back. It's yeah. funny. The anxiety is going to strengthen the more you ignore it. And the more it's yes. like in the back of your brain. Because... Yep you know it's there mm-hmm. so you sometimes the best way to deal with anxiety is like when something's harboring you're like why is this harboring let's try to cope with it or yeah. sometimes it's fake right sometimes and that's thing. it's just your head trusting you. yourself too, being like trust i'm anxious yourself. about this and then should i trust myself but then sometimes if i'm around am i getting around my period i don't trust i shouldn't trust myself oh don't trust yourself because then if i because <laughs> then if i trust myself then i'd have left show business and gotten like a food truck in ohio because i'll be doing a show in ohio like oh i should just like cop out and just like live here Wait, speaking of you're very smart like you have an mba or some shit uh master's degree master's thank degree you. Um, what would you be doing instead of comedy? You know what I've been th- I thought about? Yeah. I wanted to do this. I feel like it's going to be something weird. Um, <laughs> alfalfa sprout farmer. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> just because you said it's going to be weird. I was like, done. <laughs> I, what I wanted to do for a while, I wanted to be a manager. And I tried getting an internship at a talent agency and no talent agency would hire me. I went to grad school. It was school, a sign. And I was applying to agencies. I couldn't get a job in the freaking mailroom. And then, like, years later, the agency I tried to work at mm-hmm. I ended up representing me. We parted ways. Isn't that I crazy? I love that story so much because as someone who – I was a tennis player, so I was kind of in the limelight. And then I wanted to be in video, but I was like, oh, it's selfish of me to be like, I want to be a star. So I put myself behind the camera, mm. as in I've been editing, producing, writing. And, and then you I'm can like, be a star like that, You too. can, too. So I got all the skills, and I right. really enjoy it. But I'm like, why am I fucking with myself? I want to be in front of it. Right. So it's like, just put yourself what you actually want. Don't worry about other people judging you or thinking you're selfish. As women, we're taught not to be selfish. Yes, absolutely. Be fucking selfish. Be selfish. I have this, there, I've got a friend who who... I hope she would use that word because she is so like advocating for herself in a way where it's my friend Amanda Seals. I, she always was like, if something's not working or someone's not pulling their weight, it doesn't you know matter what respect the relationship. yourself respect. Like she's all she. Oh, it was about self worth. She was like, I knew my worth before other people recognized my worth, so it was about closing that discrepancy. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, okay, okay. And then in the past two years, she got cast on Insecure, and then last Sunday. I was at her um, HBO stand-up special taping. She taped an hour for HBO. It was one of the best hours of comedy I've ever seen in my life. She'd been doing stand-up like six or seven years. Like, that's insane. And you know what? You being selfish is not you being a bitch. Right. And if she had been down on herself and been like, I'm being mean. Right. It's like, no, now you're changing people's lives because your voice is out yep. there. And she and it made that's what made me end up uh, leaving the person I was with that I didn't want to because she was like, if someone's not pulling their weight for you, like, where's your self-respect in that situation? And, and I we're was trained like, oh, yeah. as a young age to be like, you should be fine with that. Like, I'm disassociated from my emotions through tennis because hmm. the coaches are like, are you ready? And even if you're nervous or tired or sore, you have to just be like, yep, I'm ready to fucking right. go. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Sports and, is, oh. I mean, talk about a time to perform. Oh. You know what I mean? Because it's like, and then everyone knows how you're doing. That's like, why people are like, do you get nervous for podcasts? I'm like, I get nervous when it's six on the third set. And it's second serve, and if I double fault, I'm going to lose. That's what gets me fucking... I have, I have nightmares about tennis still. I have wow. tennis nightmares. What made you stop doing it? Um, I realized I fell out of love with it, and I, yeah. didn't, I didn't actually like the competition. Totally. I loved practicing. I loved the game. But the competition, it got to the point where the wins weren't getting me high anymore, and the losses were getting me really low. Totally. So I'd win, and I'd be like, thank God I won. Right. I'm like, this sucks. Like, right. That's not fun. Right. It's not fun. It was stop being fun. And it took me a while to realize I have to be selfish and be like, just because you've done this your whole life and everyone thinks you're the, a tennis player, you can change your identity and right. just move on because I think you're good at other stuff too. Your identity is more than whatever you're doing. It, it's like the core nucleus of... And that's part of like, I had it as part of my ego. Mm. So I put so much pressure on myself if I lost. Detach your ego from the things you do. Ooh, good one. Right? Yeah, because because also that give, makes you be gentler when you, like, okay, here's a good example of some, seeing someone do that with stand-up. Chris Rock, when he goes out and works on new jokes, he'll quote-unquote bomb for an hour because he can take his ego out of it, not look good for that hour to then ultimately create a great product. And it's not, like, coincidence that one of the best comedians who ever lived has the capability mentally to, to do, do that. that. Because that is so, that you're taking your ego out of they it. They say the best professional athletes 
get over failure in like they somehow did math on this in like 0.5 seconds and like the average high school athlete wow. it takes them like minutes i wonder how they did that they probably math. it's probably some bullshit that i just made up but sounds it makes about sense. right yeah it makes sense and taking your ego out of it like being like hey you know what tonight i'm gonna go out and not i'm gonna bomb i'm gonna whatever happens is fine and i'm just gonna bomb a bunch and be okay with it like that you have to really take your ego out there. and honestly a person who could do that is Chris Rocks. And it's scary to me. Like, wow. Wow. You're not scared of bombing? Totally. Now I'm intimidated. Totally. I'm not intimidated by the person who never bombs. I'm intimidated by the one that bombs and is like, whatever. Me That's too. That's called mental peace. Yeah, that is. Peace of mind. It was, I remember. He probably sleeps well at night. Probably. I mean, I don't want to judge him. He probably has his own he, issues. Yeah, he seems a little angsty about his divorce. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, everything he else looks great. amazing. Um, I just got Botox. Aren't you an actress, can't, like, and comedian? Don't you want to use your, your eyebrows or you don't need them? No. Oh, because you're very monotone? Is that your thing? No. I'll tell you what. I thought a lot about this. Preventative? Give me something. Preventative. So I noticed that I had some marks on my forehead. And so I didn't see you as a vain person. Well, I was, I was. Is Botox just like vitamins at this point? I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> but I went, I did a bunch of research and I was like, yeah, I want to try to do it. My friend in LA did it and she looked so refreshed. Yeah. And I was noticing it. And then I was like, maybe I'm just unhappy with my skin in general. This is when I was having a bunch of acne breakouts. I think you have some skin insecurities. I was had a cystic, really bad cystic acne. Oh, that's It was so bad. And I had tried everything. So I was like, maybe I'll get. At least Botox is something that is something I can do. Yeah. So right before I went and got the Botox, my skin's super cleared up. But I was like, I made the appointment. Well, it doesn't in. look crazy. You Thank look great. You. It was tough moving the forehead for about two weeks. Can I say one thing? Anything. I've heard this preventative stuff. But then I talked to this person who may or not be right. They're a doctor, though. Right. And they were like, you don't get wrinkles from constantly moving. You get wrinkles from aging and the elasticity of your skin. Right. So, like, you freezing it doesn't prevent you from aging. It doesn't. Pre well, oh, that's where people get it twisted. It's that's like where you can't be confusion. afraid of aging, too. Oh, yeah. my mom is so elegant. My grandma. Beautiful. Na na so Nana funny. still got it. You she guys love her. Is I'm going to so, get her on. She's so she's funny. She's never had plastic surgery. She looks incredible. And I would love to be one of those bitches that brags and they're like, I agree. Oh, you think I look good? I've never had that surgery, mm -hmm. but I feel like Botox in this day and age is just... Botox is walking the line, because my yeah. mom was very upset when I said I wanted to do it, Aww. because she was like, why would you do that? Like, Hollywood's having a bad influence on you. Where does it end? Where does it end? <laughs> You're so LA now. That's what she... And I was like... "It." She was like, "What? where does it end? You are aging. Where does <laughs> it end? It's a gateway to getting a boob job. That's what she said. <laughs> exactly. Could you imagine if I got oh a boob God. job? That Everything has gone horrifically wrong. That would be so crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I just envisioned you on stage with, with like, huge boobs. Like, <laughs> that'd be crazy. I would feel awful. I would really. I mean, I total good for you if that. But like, I wouldn't. I'd feel very uncomfortable. I just with feel that. like it's not in line with your brand. Nothing against boobs. I boob totally jobs. agree. I just don't see it for your aesthetic. I would feel if I had big breasts, I'd probably get them de like removed a little bit. Deboobed. Yeah, that's the doctor term. Deboobed. Um. So let's play this game. Let's do it. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? I'm pretty like, oh, I, I'm pretty, I'm not greedy with money. Like, I'm pretty, try to be generous there. I'm not greedy with food. Um, I can be. Except when you're sleeping. Except when I'm sleep eating. Um, I can be greedy about, I'm not greedy with airline seats. If I get two seats, I'll give the person I got the ticket for the better one. Wow. Um, I can, oh, oh, oh. oh. I'm greedy. I can be greedy with my schedule. Like I was like very inconsiderate when I first started doing stand up. Like I wouldn't like make time for family stuff. I'd be greedy about that. Uh, but sometimes we argued greedy could be good. Sometimes like, greedy At can be good. At that part of your career, maybe you really needed to get some more right. time on stage and stuff. I kind of agree with that. I've been greedy about not confronting things in relationships and then just like ending them where the person didn't even have a chance oh to defend themselves. Oh my God, themselves. that's what I do. Yeah, it's not good. Oh my God. This is more back in the day because now I don't, like I used to cheat. So that's the ultimate greedy. <laughs> That's really... And I, Why I used did you to cheat? cheat? Because you couldn't end it? Because I was it? a coward and I no, couldn't end it. Coward, but also we're people pleasers. Right. I hate to know that I was the one that caused someone so much pain. So I'll literally stay in a relationship and then one day, this one guy, we were eating sushi. Mm. And mm, we're eating sushi and I was, I, he was annoying me because for a lot of reasons. And he's like very shy and at first I liked it and then it started pissing me off. Right. And I was like, can you get the check? Mm. And he like couldn't get any waiter's attention to get the check he couldn't just like 
fucking yeah. like grow up and right. make a check. And I was during the date. I'm That's like, very unattractive. I'm, I go, I'm I'm breaking up with him tonight. Yeah, good. Like, Did you? But I dated the guy for three years. That was the moment mm. I like. I was there was so much suppression. Right. And we're walking home. I didn't say anything, and we got home, sat on the couch, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but I think. It's a problem because I did that with my other ex. And it just, probably if you had said something about it a while back, that could have been something he could have worked and on. And I probably hurt him more because it was so... Well, I think he kind of knew. He knew. Right. He knew. But that's very symbolic. Of, like, I remember there was someone I dated where it was like, I was always doing everything. I feel like I, like, worked for her. Like, I was doing everything for her. And I remember being like, you know, you've never even made me a sandwich. And, like, I don't really give a fuck about the sandwich, but it's, like, the idea did of... Did you feel enslaved? Kinda. I mean, she was like very not a dominating person at all, but I felt like I was like just I would just do everything for her. She was like very victimy. She's a narcissist. Just, um, I would say she has narcissistic traits. Yeah. But that's not the narcissist. That's I not dated. the narcissist. Yeah. That's not the one. Who are you envious of? When I get envious, it's nothing to do with the person, it has everything about my insecurity yes. to them. So there have been a They're while. A mirror. People are a mirror. And I was looking around being like, How'd they get this? How'd they get that? And there'd be like a, two people that would like really trigger me, but they're my peers, so I can't say their names because mm-hmm. then I'd see them around and they'd be like, Emma, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a compliment though. Yeah, where I'd always be, I'd be fixated on them. Yeah, for some reason, some people, I don't know if it's because they're like a little similar to you or they came up at the same time as you. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. And so you, you're like, that could have been me. That and one of, them sur- one of them I was ahead of and then they surpassed me. And then that motherfucker, I was eating chicken wings. They took one of my wings. Oh, well, that's just fucked. I know. And they're kind of rude. Now I'm upset. And I'm like always like nice. But when I was ahead of them, I was very nice. So and then first this- they made you feel bad because you got jealous, which was you me, who did it. Yeah. It was 100% you. Oh, totally me. But then when they took the chicken, that's the breaking point. Yeah. Like Everyone would, has a breaking point. They would do stuff to kind of like top me in conversation. And then I was like eating wings and they didn't come up and say, could I have a wing? Of course, I would have given a wing happily. Mm-hmm. They said, I'm taking a wing. And I was like, okay. And then they took them. They might not have have any animosity towards you or they maybe used to be jealous but now they're not right so they're feeling all free oh yeah they're and, cocky and you are triggered by it so you two had completely different yep. experiences what are you gluttonous about not when you're sleep eating oh man that's what i was gonna say because <laughs> i can be i like to consume like if i'm feeling like overwhelmed or something i've really been trying to like learn to like be in my feelings but i'll want to like smoke cigarettes or drink do you or, have an oral fixation i might how do i get over that I can't chew gum right now. It's part of my skin thing. They oh. said the fake sugar in gum is bad. How much fake sugar is there in a little piece of gum? I don't know, man. You're like personally attacked by the skin thing. The skin, yeah, but this it's this thing called like SIBO, which is like a, a gut health thing. So you're supposed to like do this all, eliminate all this stuff. Do you grind your teeth at night? Yes. So do I. Badly. Bad. And everyone's like, just stop grinding. I'm like, I'm fucking asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you wear a night guard? No, I'm not a loser. Exactly. How am I supposed to what get? Told my how am dentist? I supposed to get dick with my mouth guard on all the exactly. time? Exactly. <laughs> they got to make some kind of special no, dick friendly mouth guard. Sh- I actually was hooking up with a guy who had a mouth guard, and I thought it was adorable. You got to protect your teeth, but it's like I ha- would have it, and then I would lose it. Like it was just the whole. Well, I would wake up with a headache sometimes because I was clenching. Mm. The clenching, and that's because stress. I would say, but I get gluttonous about like wanting to just have immediate release from something instead of being like, oh, I want to feel in the moment. So like wanting to soothe myself. I'll be like, I'm just going to like eat whatever I want right now or smoke whatever I like smoke cigarettes or whatever it is. And I'm not doing that now. And that is hard. Duh. It's hard. But I think if you can get past the initial hump, yeah. your life will be better. And learn new coping skills. Sometimes with shopping, I can be gluttonous too, which is definitely like impulsive. Where do you like to shop? I like going online. Amazon is a dangerous place for me because I'm just clicking around on stuff. Oh, like I, too much Amazon, shit. Amazon, you're like two days for four bucks a new sweater fuck yeah that sweater's gonna be the worst but it's worth it for yep. the high and i the other day i bought an oatmeal maker which is like a pot but this is like sold oh my god it's sold as an oatmeal maker. you're one of those people who orders that crazy shit i on love TV. that so that's what i'm gluttonous about that kind of stuff because it's like you just press a button the only button on it is oatmeal so you press it but really it's a little crock pot you're bougie yeah you're that um east coast elite they talk about i feel like i am trying to be more of that i'd love to get a <laughs> sailboat you know oh wouldn't that be so in fun ah, and i want a sailboat a yacht um i'll be okay if i don't get those things but i would love to have like a sailboat so you know would be cute and great instagrams yeah. great oh instagrams. great instagram sorry my mind so like went true there millennial. true millennial when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath anger oh my god yesterday oh my god what happened yeah this uh a very flamboyant gay guy got very mad at me and there's nothing like that oh 
Wow. Oh. Because they're like emotional like women but with the strength of a man yeah and there's some loophole in society where gay men can yell at you in a way that like no one else you can. feel it in your bones yeah and like if it was like a straight guy yelling at me like that or a straight woman or a gay woman i would have been like whoa whoa but a gay guy it's like before you realize it you're like oh i'm getting yelled at he was pissed i had done i hadn't done anything wrong but i had not like done the correct process on something and it happened very quick and he was very worked up in the moment and he was he called us today and apologized but he was like very bothered by it mm -hmm. so i experienced like the wrath of that of him just being like what were you thinking like that mm. and then a couple days before that my acting coach is a very flamboyant gay guy and he was he was not feeling this audition he was like no no wrong bad the worst oh my god horrible 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 oh i love it oh i love it oh like, no 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 and i was like because ah! it's such an emotional roller coaster and when you're a sensitive person like me and you and someone gets angry at you you feel that you feel and like that's the worst if you're thing a narcissist, i've ever seen you're like thinking about how good you look during right it. And you're like why does that guy not get me but i'm like he's right but also it's just the way some people are very like if you're super flamboyant sometimes you ex you know you're flamboyant mm. in your descriptions you're yes and you're flamboyant with your anger flamboyant, flamboyant with your anger. anger that's a new let's coin that it's, it's please because it's, it's scary. really a thing it's, it's like, scary and it's what did he say he, he was like this oh that could be the worst thing i've ever seen no no and then after we worked on it i was like you know the um casting person actually liked it and he was like i liked it too and I was like, what? And he was like, I liked it too. I was just giving you feedback. And I was like, oh my God. I'm going to have a breakdown. It sounds like he was going through his own shit. Yeah. And he's and the, at the end of the day, he's both of those guys are fantastic. It's just, the, I did experience you know that what? wrath. It was passion. That's what the guy said when he apologized this morning. He's like, I'm very passionate. <laughs> and I was like, I know you are. I joke like that because I'm Italian. And I, I you know love you, Italian. You know when you feel like you're going too far with something? Yep. And then you apologize. You're like, sorry, I'm just really passionate. I'm Italian. I'm totally. like, oh, I love Italian. Right. I love Italian. Just negates it immediately. You guys, why do you guys get away with that? Because we, Italians are the I best. Know. I love Italian. Because we have good food. Because like you yeah, associate so it true. with meatballs. Right. And you're like, good feeling when I was eating it. Good feeling right. when you're here. Even though she's yelling at me. I still like it. I'm Italian. It's association. Right? Yeah, because then if I said... yeah, Italians yeah. are warm people. We we love oh. talking. We like food. We like family. Sharing. Share, totally. We like joking. Yep. We love loud as fuck. I love Italians. I love Italians too. I love them. It's like... I, I, yeah. also, I like people who even are a little Italian. Ooh. I'm like, oh, we're, bl we're blood sisters. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah are you 100% Italian? I'm 50%. But I used to... Apparently, when I was little, I'd go around and tell people I was 100% Italian. Just let them know. I in your heart. In my heart. Who, what's the other 50%? It's like um, European mutt. Meets, that's what I German, am. German, Russian, Austrian, Polish. I'm German and then European mutt. When was the last time you were a sloth? A sloth. What does sloth mean again? Like, a sloth is that animal that's adorable and doesn't move. Like, when was the last time you were lazy as fuck? Yesterday. Yesterday was an eventful day yesterday for you. Yesterday was an eventful day. But this is what happened with yesterday. I... Not to a huge extreme. I'd say the last time I was like sloth huge extreme, I was in Vegas and I had this whole day free and I was like, I'm going to do this and do that and do this. And then I just like ended up staying in bed. But this sloth, that was very, I also was like feeling very, very sick. And I actually fainted that morning. So I'm being a little hard on myself, calling myself You're a being a little hard on yeah, yourself. Yeah. I like medically needed to stay in bed. I was taking antibiotics and then, but okay. <laughs> so that was a bad example. You're like, I was deathly ill <laughs> and I didn't move. I broke my leg and I had to go to the hospital. But no. <laughs> Yesterday, I was like, just got felt really tired. And then uh, I canceled something and just like took a nap. But I had gotten plenty of sleep the night before. There was no need for Sometimes the nap. Sometimes when you sleep a lot, you get even sleepier. That's what it was. And because of the sleep eating, I was all like, ooh. I was Your like, sleep eating up. is stressing me out at this point. It's I'm never, worried about you tonight. And it's never been. Last night, I was fine. I didn't sleep eat anything. I think you should experiment with the tie on your, on your foot. <sighs> it seems a little restrictive, but kind of hot. It also seems like I'm like, I feel like I'm like just a, dog. Such a freaking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, luckily I'm in a relationship, so I don't have to, wouldn't have to explain it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think now is when you let your freak flag fly when you're with someone. Yeah. And well, test her, test her and see if she can handle that shit. And she had said that, I mean, the sleep eating, cause she was like, you know, there's a couple times where I've heard you like getting up and I've tried to stop you. And apparently I get um, mean about it. <laughs> She, I was like, what do you mean? She, I was like, what do I say? And she's like, well, you said, <laughs> this is my favorite thing. She goes, you said, what? I'm starving. <laughs> it is so dramatic. That is Can't so you just see that being like, what? I'm starving. And then just like stomping around. And I don't remember any of it. 
And then it's like, well, you did have a huge meal like three hours ago, but that's okay. That's okay. Whatever you feel. I'm starving. That's funny. uh, That is funny. So you're a nightmare. I'm a Um, nightmare. When this is the hardest one. People have trouble with this one. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? Man, that's such a good one. Uh, Instead of being like grateful for what I will get with something, if I think I should be getting like getting booked Mm. at like certain comedy clubs or something. Then if I think I should be getting more of something and then I'll see that like someone else is getting something, mm-hmm. then I'll be like angry mm-hmm. at that. Social media makes it so easy to see what other people are getting. So easy. We know and it's too so much. hard to not keep score. Right. Totally. It's so hard. Totally. Especially when like people's lives are judged by the score of their followers and shit. Right. Totally. It's weird yeah. how people are treating me differently because recently I got a bunch of followers. That's and I'm great. Treat it. It's great. But I'm going to treat differently. And my friends are laughing. They're like, oh, it's so great that we knew how much we right. thought you were entertaining. And now other people can enjoy you. But part of me is like. And they should feel validated by that. Yes. They should be like validated. But then sometimes you get resentful because you're like, well, I was doing this shit all along. Where were you guys at then? But they just didn't know. I bet. You I know. Bet. Um, lastly. When was the last time you lusted over someone besides the gay guys having sex? Oh, uh, and also besides my girlfriend, I yeah. guess. Oh boy, this is. I feel like this is a question that would get or you. Or you can, or you can say like a moment with your girlfriend that you recently were like, "Damn." Uh, I feel like I like get pretty easily lustful. Oh, I got a lustful. I know something lustful. Oh my god, uh, it's because I'm not getting to eat like certain foods. <laughs> The other day at, at Thanksgiving afterwards, she had like a brownie, like fudgy thing. Oh, yeah. I know. And like, mm. I remember seeing her put the cream on oh. it and stuff. I really lusted over that. I would have done anything Ooh. to eat that. Or I get lusty like if I'm like just like looking at like Swedish fish or or I had uh, gummies, like vitamin gummies. I wanted to eat all the. I lusted for them. Actually, at my launch par- party for Burning in Hell, I had this idea to do a red candy room. Ooh. And I dropped $200 on like Swedish fish. Good and hot for tamales. you. You I love hot tamales. Right? Is reds do have red? They have of- good. They have good. And then even yeah. chocolates with red um, outside. Th- anyway, we get to the party. Everyone just blackout. <laughs> no one even knows there's a room full of candy. No. At the end, I'm like, everyone ate my candy. And now I just learned like those details are so dumb. They at did parties. eat it or they didn't eat it. They ended up eating it in the end. Like people were like taking it with them. Were they enjoying that it was all? They red? were enjoying. Okay, it. good. They were enjoying, it, but it wasn't. What I envisioned, I wanted mm. people to be like, oh my God, candy right. room. And right. people were like, what is, the- I'm hungry. Right. And you're like, well, it's a special. Totally. <laughs> but you know what? I tried. You tried. Um, it's a good idea. I am so happy you came on this podcast. Yeah, thank One you more so question much. For Anything. You. What advice would you give people to cope with their hell? Oh my God. Like what's something that really helps you push through when you're in that dark place? Okay. I got a good one that I've been like learning and it's really hard to conceptualize when you're in it because one of the things that happen is when you are, like I take uh, antidepressants and anti-anxiety. I take a low dose of both of them. I've been on the same amount for a long time. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you are like feeling like really depressed is it affects your thinking. So then it's like such a circular thing where then it makes you not, you think it's going to last forever. It clouds everything. It makes you like more extreme. You lose hope. Exactly. But one thing, this is a real tricky one though, is that sometimes you're a lot, often your feelings aren't facts. So you'll be like feeling something and you'll think that's how it is when really you've got like no idea. So you're like, I feel like it's the end of the world and everybody's against me and everyone's out to get me. And it's like, is that the fact? Does everyone even, anyone give a fuck about you? And then don't let yourself get depressed about that. But it's like, what's the fact here? Like, the fact is you're tired or the fact is you haven't like been around or the fact is something you can only control what you can control. So knowing that your feelings aren't facts and that something won't last forever is good. It's like don't trust your mind all the time. Right. And realize that nothing is forever. Nothing is forever. And especially don't trust your mind if it's erring on the side of something where it's like the effect of if you're like, okay, what will happen if like I got really mad the other day. Mm-hmm. I had let someone stay in my apartment when I was away and they took the key and I was going to kill them. Yeah. Like it's pretty essential to have pretty essential. I was so they were I was so pissed. So I was like, I'm going to get in the apartment. I'm going to take their bag. I'm going to put it in the street. And I was I love angry Emma set on doing this. And I was like proud of the idea. It wasn't even someone. It was like a favor. I was like letting someone's like yeah. friends stay. And so I said that I was going to do that. I said, when I get in my apartment, 
Because now I've had to come in when I wasn't going to do I'm going to take their bag. I'm going to put it on the street. And my girlfriend was like, don't do that. Like, you really shouldn't do that. And I was like, dead set on it being a good idea. And then I had to stop and be like, okay. Logically, is it more likely that taking someone's clothes and putting them on the street is a bad idea or a good idea? Even though in my mind, I'm like, good idea, good idea. I was like, in theory, it's better to just not. And thank God I didn't. That would have been off. How embarrassing would that have been? It would have been impulsive and like a little out of character for you. I'm it would have been lie. so like, and no, also, I you wouldn't have felt better after. I would have felt maybe it's in like the punching moment, a wall. I would have been like, Ha-ha! it's punching a wall. Punching you a wall. leave and your hand hurts for way longer than you were angry. Your right. brain is really malleable. I don't care if you're 13 or 80, like your brain will grow and change over time and like even though in that moment it feels a certain way it doesn't last it doesn't last and that and like some and like anger like that is just like it's like almost like you're getting drunk on anger and it's like oh yeah don't do something don't get drunk on your own emotions don't get drunk on your own emotions and don't do something where then you're gonna have to be like explaining it for a long time like that would have been because like what if they had then told people that we know like emma's a oh. psych i would have been oh my god mortified and the comedy community is very small and also don't drink mm. your own kool-aid yeah, yeah no, i'm just adding on Kool-Aid. to you because i bullshit myself a lot and it's right. like sometimes just stop and be like i was wrong let's grow from this and totally. like, this was that. right yeah and if you're going to apologize actually apologize oh also with your hell try to think about people who like drain you and people who like lift you up and don't let people drain you too much. That if someone's, is huge. It's huge. And I think it's like, you I, know, I it call can them be friends, en- partners, whatever. Yeah, energy murderers. Be really, and like listen to yourself about that. Because sometimes it can be hard because it could be someone you've been friends feeling. with or something. It's just yeah. a feeling. And it could be someone who you're very, very close with. And you right. wonder, why have my mood just been different the last totally. couple months? And there's only so much that you can do. And then be selfish. Right. Oh, God. I think we just figured out <sighs> life. Yes. Yes, yes. Emma Wellman, you crushed it. Thank you, you guys for having are, me. I, I wanted you from the very beginning on Thank this you. pod. Killed Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, if you guys are listening and you love it, subscribe, rate, review, check out Emma's pod. Subscribe, rate, review. It makes a big difference. It really does. It really does. This is a trick I had. That if you can't think of anything to write in the thing, just write, just write hi and then five stars like don't put pressure on yourself to leave some whole or review. say han is beautiful or hi whatever whatever, whatever you, you want to do just if you if you're like listen to it and then subscribe and rate it helps her go up in the chart it really does you too can make a difference oh i love that <laughs> emma i love you thank you i love you too thank you guys for having me thank you for thank coming you for to me. hell with me <laughs>